Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Monday, January the 10th. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 3, verses 22 through 30. Mark 3, 22 through 30. Well, certainly in the past few years, if not the past decades, we have noticed an increasing uh, disunity, uh, a coarseness, a division uh, that has taken place within our society and certainly within our world. Uh, we can't turn on a news report uh, or read the paper where it's not some story of disunity and the fallout that results from that. Division, strife, death, destruction, conflicts of a national and international variety that have really torn asunder the fabric of so much of our everyday life. Even the question of uh, how to respond to this uh, virus thing, uh, pro-vaccination. It's really not a vaccination, it's a supplement. Or non-vaccination, or non-supplement. Uh, to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. All of these kinds of things have, on the basis of something like that, which is supposed to be based in medicine and science, and yet somehow we have managed to politicize that and turn that into a tremendous debate. You, you can't turn on the television unless you're inundated with all this kind of stuff. And it's strife, strife, and strife. And uh, it has even uh, infected the body of Christ, the church. Uh, Jesus, the night before he dies, he prays that they all may be one, as I and you, Father, and you and me, that they all may be one in us, that the world may know that you sent me. It is the unity. It is the oneness. See, we, we desire peace, but what is peace? Peace is balance. It's harmony. Uh, it's the parts relating together in order to form a well-functioning, well-being whole. We know that on a personal level, when we find ourselves conflicted, we find ourselves torn between X and Y, or the whole alphabet. We don't know which way to turn, what decision to make, where to invest our time, or what to devote our attention to. There is an uneasiness and a, a, a disquiet that grips us. Why? because we're not in harmony, we're not in balance. And that's true for individuals, it's true in families, it's true in communities, it's true in nations. One of the first signs of something being wrong, something not quite right, not fitting right, is that this quiet and lack of peace and inner harmony and harmony among peoples. Um, that's part of the division 
that sin brings about. And that's really what Satan is about. Satan is always about disharmony, lack of peace, no serenity. And Jesus time and again tries to gather. Uh, there's only two times in which the Gospels tell us Jesus wept. The death of Lazarus and the other time, the first time, is over the city of Jerusalem. Jesus goes to the mountain and looks down on Jerusalem and says, How I have longed to gather you, as a hen gathers her chicks, but you would not have it. You did not know. You refused the time of your peace, which is Jesus. They have refused him. They have killed all the prophets that God sent in the Old Testament, and now they're preparing to crucify Christ. They, they, they can't accept the things that are for their peace. And that is really the work of the evil one. And the work of God is gathering, bringing unity and harmony. Uh, and we are called as, as vessels, as vessels of Almighty God, to be God's vessels of God's peace, God's harmony in our thoughts, our words, and our actions. Granted, we can't, can't settle all the conflicts of the world. We probably can't settle the office politics. And many times the conflict within our own families. Sometimes we're overwhelmed by the conflicts within ourselves. But what we can do is surrender that to Almighty God with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of unity. And our Gospel reading this morning touches exactly on that. Uh, Jesus has completed a series of driving the devil out, driving out of those who have been possessed by the evil spirits. And Jesus... Uh, has been observed by the scribes who are always looking for a way to trap him, always, always looking for a way to somehow bring charges against him. And so the scribes follow Jesus uh, from Jerusalem, where he is healing and performing exorcisms. And what, what do they have to say? He is possessed by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. So the one who is driving out the devil is the one who is possessed by the devil. Uh, the prince of demons. And summoning them, Jesus says this, How can Satan expel Satan? If a kingdom is torn by evil strife, that kingdom cannot last. If a household household is divided according to loyalties, don't we know that? The household will not survive. If Satan has suffered mutiny in his ranks and is torn by dissension, he cannot endure. He is finished. No one can enter a strong man's house 
and despoil his property unless he has first been put under restraint. Only then can he plunder his house. And Abraham Lincoln, the height of the Civil War, gave his famous house-divided speech. Well, he got the inspiration from the scriptures, from Jesus here. A kingdom torn by evil strife, that kingdom cannot last. A nation cannot last. A family cannot last. We cannot last individually in constant conflict and inner turmoil and strife. It, 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 we, we will simply die a physical death at some point. It'll take a toll on us physically. And we don't have to live that way. We don't have to be part of that. At times it seems that the turmoil and the strife that swirls all around us just kind of sucks us in. But if each day we begin by centering ourselves on the one who is peace, the first gift of Jesus after the resurrection is the gift of peace. Peace be with you. <clears throat> Pardon me. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives it, but as I give it. That peace. And to be an instrument of that peace. And when we do that, we find a peace comes over us. A peace nestles within us. Because we're not part of the problem. We are God's vessel in seeking peace. And Jesus says, ends by talking about the Holy Spirit. It is the Spirit dwelling in us that brings that peace. So today, the Lord has granted us this day. Let us be today vessels of God's peace. Let us in that part of the world that the Lord has entrusted to us. God entrust us to his creation, a part of that. Whatever, wherever you navigate today, wherever you live and influence, you can be uh, an instrument of division, of strife, you can add to it, or you can be a vessel, a vessel of God's peace. Refuse to get sucked into all the turmoil and all the division. And at the end of the day, you won't be exhausted, worn out, frazzled, having to take something to try to sleep. Because that peace of Christ, which is beyond all understanding, and it's a gift, comes to us. So Jesus talks about the importance of peace, being vessels of unity and peace and of harmony and of balance. May we open ourselves this day to bring God's peace, to be vessels of God's peace to a world that needs to know, needs to experience the one who is peace, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you, and may the peace of God be with you throughout this day.